there are some lies in our science books. Taught it for 15 years. Even though I'm not teaching it anymore, I still like to study. It's so many neat things to learn. We're going to cover some of that tonight. Perception is being managed. We are being steered and guided by a hidden hand. The whole world has been duped by the media that is not real. <laughs> smart thinking, possible time traveler, smart thinking. That night, boom, contact memory. And then, Alex, if you don't agree, you'll be sent to a re-education camp. Just because I'm old doesn't mean I've lost my touch with the ladies. Experts are suggesting that we're in a golden age of shape-shifting reptilian sightings. Now, why is that? I was, and still am, a huge conspiracy guy. I literally ran out of new tin hat topics to research. It was most definitely not capable of melting steel. Then I would be a crackpot if I thought that was that was the, the case. Thought that was that was the, the case. Welcome to the Hypothetical Institute, a podcast about conspiracies. My name is Luke. I'm Salty. I'm Cam. Cam, you were almost giggling then. What was what was the joke? I was giggling because Salty was I giggling. I started giggling, sorry. Couple of giggles. I've had like three quarters of a beer. All right. Uh, we are recording this in the past. Yes. Worth mentioning because uh, unlike the, our last past episode about Rasputin, mm. this episode there is a chance that things might change. Yeah, that's fair. This one's about Putin. Mm. Mm. Less Rass, more Putin. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone else got any good Putin puns? Putin on the Ritz? Yeah, I was listening to that today thinking, what could I do to bring that to the episode? But nothing. Is that the extent of your research? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) He's the Russian guy, yeah? Yeah, yeah. That's (laughs) one. Yeah. And that's the thing, isn't it, folks? To understand Putin first, you do have to understand Russia. That is, uh, it's a wise thing, Cam, that you've mm. just come up with then. Sorry, Russia. Mm-hmm. A land of contrast. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is a podcast about conspiracies, and Russia is a country that doesn't mind the occasional conspiracy theory. They are lousy with conspiracies. It's a hotbed. It is. Uh, one of the big ones, the Protocols of the Elders of Zion. Was course, that Russian, was it? That, that was Russian. Well, it was originally designed to be... Like a French, little French one. Right. But they are, the Russians, like, Secret Service grabbed it, translated into Russian, that was used to, like, shift blame for how shit the Tsar was onto the Jews. Right. Uh, and was used to justify, like, anti Jewish pogroms and things like that. What's a pogrom? That's when you bash a lot of people. Okay. It's not a good thing. A lot of burning, a lot of bashing. Jeez. Uh,. After the Tsar was overthrown, uh, things don't get any less conspiratorial. In fact, the overthrow... What year are we in when that happened? Oh, I don't know, the 20s? Mm-hmm. Russian Revolution. <clears throat> the Russian Revolution. Uh, even that uh, was widely believed to be uh, perpetrated by English and German spies. Mm. Uh, Lenin's takeover. Uh, then we get into, of course, Stalinist times, the reign of Stalin is basically all conspiracy theories. Stalin was very big on paranoia. Cool. Uh, and everyone, it was sort of drilled into everything 
that uh, there were outside influences always trying to bring down the Soviet state. Mm. Stalin's the bloke who you can go see his body still, right? Yeah. yeah. Have any of you guys seen it? No. Have you? No, I've never been to Russia. Neither. Cam, been to Russia? No. And we're probably not going to be allowed after this. <laughs> we, True. Won't, we won't be Russian to get in. Hey. So, with Stalin, like, in every factory people from the like the Ministry of Information or whatever would come into the factory and explain to you how outside forces were trying to bring you down. Mm. So they, yeah, they loved a conspiracy, uh, sometimes with some quite serious consequences. Uh, there was a guy called Trofim Lysenko, uh, who was a biologist. And this is just an example of, we've talked about, you know, the AIDS denialism in our Foo Fighters show. Yeah. Uh, the band, for people that didn't hear it, it was the band we were talking about and yeah. the AIDS denialism. But like the the way that AIDS denialism led to so many millions of deaths. Mm. Uh, this guy Lysenko in Russia, he was a biologist who didn't believe in genetics. And uh, he managed to convince a lot of people in, the, in Stalin's government that genetics weren't real. Mm. There was no such thing as genes. Right. Uh, it was all Western science, Wall Street Science, you can draw the dots together on that one. Did he think that, you know how America kind of popularised the blue gene, the denim gene? Mm. Did he think that was the same as genes? And he was like, no, it's just an American thing. We, we don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah, we don't want any of that here. No. Uh, he was very into nature versus nurture. You know that whole concept? Hmm. Where, with where the, uh, the Western scientists were saying, oh, nature's more important to plants he was saying, no, I think the environment that you keep the plants in is more important. So he thought he could change how plants grew by, like, exposing them to different environments. So you could, like, grow, a, like, a, a wheat that was better in winter by, like, putting it in the cold. And then, like, the next lot of wheat that would grow out of that would be really good at handling the cold. Right. It's not really how it works. No, it's kind of how it works, mm. but not, not as quickly as that and not as harshly as that. No. You can't, you can't light a bunch of wheat on fire and be like, well, the next lot of wheat... It's going to be fire resistant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> can I just jump into an aside here, and you can cut this if it turns out to be fucking rubbish. Is there the whole genes thing? Hmm. Is there a potentially clever joke that Kevin Smith put into Clerks about that? Because he's got old mate Olaf, who's like the metal guy from Russia, hmm. whose band is called like Fuck Your Yankee Blue Jeans. Mm, I don't think so. No? I think blue jeans were a symbol of Americanism in the 70s and 80s. Yeah, right. To overseas countries. So that. Okay. Oh, no, th- was his, his band name was Berserker. Uh, the song was Berserker. Berserker. Berserker, yeah. Fuck the Yankee Blue. What a clerk's gear. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, just when you made the jeans bit, I was like, hey, was Kevin Smith making that bit back in the fucking 90s? I would say no, but if he was. Nice one. Well done, Smithy. Yeah. Hmm. So Lysenko also thought that uh, plants that were the same type wouldn't compete with each other for resources. So that the best the best way to plant all your of your crops would be quite close together. Right. Uh, starving everyone of oxygen and water. Basically. Yeah. And eventually starving about seven million Russians. Yep. And then when they tried it out in China as well, about thirty million Chinese. Right. So fair death toll. Yeah, that's not ideal. Just off uh, not wanting to, rejecting Western science. Mm. If they had been growing hemp, 
that would have been effective. Hemp grows really well close together. I'm assuming that applies to marijuana crops. Yeah. Uh, Cheers, dude. Yeah. See how many you can fit in your roof? Fucking heaps. Yeah. <laughs> um, brown snakes love hemp and marijuana crops because right. they plant them close together and they generate heaps of heat and then yeah. brown snakes hang out there. Yeah. Cool. I learned that when I was walking around a hemp field and be a feet and someone said, ah, right. we don't want to do that. That's why you got to chuck in some red belly black snakes because they're territorial. They get rid of the brown snakes. Okay. I'll do that next time. Yeah. Sorry, carry on. So at the end of the uh, Soviet empire, our conspiracy theories have remained very popular in Russia. Some people say, especially where Russians sort of do need a way to explain the radical change that their society has undertaken. Conspiracy theories are a good way to handle that. Mm. But they're also very popular even on that state level that they always have been. Where, Whereas in like the United States or in Australia, conspiracy theory is that sort of fringe thing. You know, the government is doing some conspiracies sometimes. Mm. But uh, the conspiracy theory is more of a fringe thing that people come up with a grassroots thing Mm. in Russia. It's still very much a thing where the government is putting out a lot of conspiracy theories. Uh, Often similar to what was happening in Stalin's time of there's always something outside to fight against. Almost like how the deep state is suddenly the, the big thing. And even Donald Trump has kind of mentioned or alluded to that in the past. Yeah. Um, or how maybe right-wing politicians in Australia would come out and say that uh, someone convicted of child sex offenders offences would be a left-wing plot. Yes, mm. almost like that. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a thi- there is a thing in Russia called black PR. Okay. Or you might call it virtual politics, which is black PR is like making up conspiracy theories about other people, mm. like about opposition parties and things like that. Uh, virtual politics is sort of, I guess you'd call it the theatre of politics, but they really take it up to another notch, like where you'll have these other parties that don't really exist. Right. Uh, so, like, there was a far-right party called Redina that is widely believed to have just been a, a government construction. Right. To then have something to, you know, rail against. <laughs> And there's been a few of those sort of things, a few opposition leaders and such mm. that haven't really been opposition. Uh, what do you call that? Controlled opposition? What's the phrase for that? Anyway. Yeah, you might call it virtual politics. Virtual politics. So, yeah. So Russians love... A conspiracy theory. Yeah, and they also love to create them. And they also love to make things up about political opponents. Mm-hmm. Uh, historically true. Interesting. Oh, here we go. <laughs> uh, how does Putin get fit into all this? All right, where, well, does he, where does he come from? Well, now that we understand Russia... Thank you. Perfectly. They also love vodka. They do love vodka, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we understand Russia now, right? Yep. yep. Based, based on that? <laughs> I think I could almost speak Russian based on that. Uh, so, let's talk about Putin. Uh, born in 1952, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, he joined the KGB... He went, he went to law school or something. He's, he joins the KGB. He sort of... He just didn't do anything especially amazing in the KGB. Have you done any Putin KGB gear? Mm, I don't think so. Was it not a thing that they quite did not hear? That was pretty heavily denied at one point? 
you, I'm not sure what you're thinking of George Bush. George Bush was in the KGB? George Bush was in the CIA. Yeah. I don't know if they denied that Putin was in the KGB. Right, I thought I, think I remember I think it's that part song. of the, the mythos. Right. There's a... I guess when you say, you know, Putin was in the KGB, there's this idea of him as, like, a KGB hitman. Right. Like doing wet works or whatever. Especially because he cultivates that alpha male image. Mm. But really, he was just a paper pusher. Yeah, I, that was always my impression was... He kind of let that, that mythology grow around him and really he was a bit of a nerd. Yeah, I did see... He he was literally just cutting out newspaper articles for a good chunk of his KGB career. He then went into local politics, uh, I think in St. Petersburg. He had a position where he was responsible for a lot of contracts, a lot of money moving around. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's alleged that uh, a lot of that money went missing. Uh Alleged politically mm-hmm. by a journalist who then decided to take a very long holiday uh, in Siberia. Right. <laughs> yeah. Rather than pursuing that story. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is, a, as we'll see, a running theme with uh, Vlad. Yes. Well, Wait, Vlad isn't the shorting of Vladimir. It's something else. I'm going to look that up. <laughs> she, did actually, she did actually go away. She didn't die. But, it, you know. How is Vlad not the shortening of Vladimir? Vova. Vova? Yep. Vova? Yep. If Vo- you're, if you're, uh, so speaking of presidents, the old Russian name Vladimir is formed from two words that literally means one who rules the world. It has several diminutives. Vol- Volodya, Vol- Vova, which is a bit too familiar. So I guess if you're his buddy. Right. Vova! Is that because his mates call him, actually call him Volva? Maybe. Hey, Volva! Don't call me that! And Vovchka, which is a closely associated with a long-running series of jokes featuring a naughty schoolboy. Right. Is that like how Dick is short for Richard? Doesn't make any sense? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Probably it makes sense in Russia. Mm. I remember reading Russian books uh, very unsuccessfully. I'm not trying to brag here because I never never finished one. Because they were all like, you couldn't understand the... Weird Cyrillic. Yeah, writing. yeah, I didn't. I couldn't read Russian. It was a real. No. Everyone had the shortened versions of a lot of names. Were quite different. Right. Like, I don't know who this person is. Yeah. Okay, I want to pretend that's the reason why I didn't finish any. Yeah. Just didn't really like them, if I'm honest. Too highbrow for me. Yeah. I was in Bulgaria two years ago, mm-hmm. and I quite enjoyed um, seeing a lot of like. Was it Bulgaria or was it in Hungary? Where was I? Both of those places, I think, there's a lot of, like, hangover Soviet Union stuff. Because mm. they're, they're both, I think, ex-Soviet countries. Mm. And um, it's interesting walking around somewhere like Budapest, which is, like, beautiful. Then you come to a park with this giant monolith in the middle of it with, like, a hammer and sickle at the top. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that doesn't look like it belongs here. Uh, yeah. Anyway, slightly off topic. Yeah, sorry. So, the rest of his political career, before he becomes president, uh, he's made uh, the, like the director of the FSB, which is the successor to the KGB. Yeah, whenever you hear FSB these days, it's just KGB, right? Mm. Yeah. Uh, he becomes... Uh, he's made deputy prime minister, uh, and then later that day becomes prime minister. Uh, this is not... That's a fast succession. It is a yeah, fast succession. This is not dodginess at this point. This is just Russia. Russia at that point was cooked. Yeah. 
So it is dodginess, but not him being dodgy at the kids. Yeah. He wasn't like, you're now vice president. And he just walked up to the other guy and knifed him. (laughs) Yeah. Judo flipped him. Yeah. He couldn't have. More on that later. (laughs) Oh, can't wait for that. (laughs) So that's 1999. He becomes prime minister. Uh, At that point, uh, Boris Yeltsin was very much on the way out. Mm -hmm. And so there was a lot of jockeying around for who was going to be the next president right. of uh, this, of Russia. So they have a president and a prime minister. Yep. Right. And he's been both. Okay. But uh, it's something that happened in September of 1999 that uh, really sorted out all of Putin's rivals for the potential presidency. And that was the Moscow apartment bombings. Right. And this is one of the most popular conspiracy theories in Russia, which is... Not pro-Putin, right? And which is probably true. Okay. So in 1999, uh, September 1999, a bunch of bombs went off in Moscow, uh, blowing up different apartment buildings. Uh, there was one on the fourth of September, uh, a five-story apartment building in Dagestan was blown up. It killed 64 people, and 133 were injured. On the 9th of September 1999, uh, another 400 kilo bomb went off outside an apartment building in southeast Moscow, uh, killed 106 people and injured 249 others. Uh, a few days later, on the 13th of September, a bomb went off outside uh, an apartment on the Kashirskoy Highway uh, that killed 119 people and injured 200. And on that same day, a uh, guy called the police and told them that uh, there were bombs planted in several locations and that uh, he'd been asked to rent basements as storage facilities uh, and he'd put it together when he'd seen where bombs had been going off. A little bit more about that in a second. Uh, On the 16th of September, a bomb went off outside an apartment building in Volgodosk. Uh, That killed 17 people and injured 69 And uh, a few days later, the bombs came to a close when uh, residents in Ryazan on the 22nd of September saw two suspicious men carrying sacks into a basement from a car. Jesus, that's fucking Russian, isn't it? Moscow number plate. Just carrying a sack full of bombs. (laughs) Uh, They called the cops. The cops showed up, found uh, bombs in the basement of the building. Perfect. Got the bad guys. Uh, they did manage to do some sort of phone trace where they caught uh, people talking about splitting up to get out of the city. And then they arrested the people who'd been spotted placing the bombs. Good. Surely they had no link to the Russian government. Uh, they were FSB agents. Oh, okay. Uh, the local FSB agency had tested the explosives. Mm-hmm. Uh, that they found in the basement of the building and confirmed that they were RDX, which is a a type of explosive. Uh, A little while after this, they completely changed their story. It was just sugar. Right. In a sack that had somehow set it off. And the whole thing was just a test to see whether uh, people were paying attention, especially given that there's this bombing campaign going on. We've got to make make sure people are vigilant. By having a fake bombing campaign. Um... Yeah, they claimed it was claimed it was a training exercise. Mm. The that triggered 
though, the uh, bombing of Grozny. Yeah, so <clears throat> in response to yeah. this, uh, it was blamed on the Chechens. Yeah. And so they went all in with a, a total war strategy against the Chechen rebels, yep. uh, which made Putin incredibly popular. So the bombing happened. So they caught these guys thinking they were bombs, blamed on the Chechens, started the bombing. They hadn't even, like, and then it came out, oh, no, it's a training exercise. Well, that was the story. It didn't stop anything, though. Like, even though we all, like, the veil was suddenly lifted. Mm. It's like, okay, we, we know that the government was probably pretty much behind this. Well, they were, the only one they were busted on was that last one. Yeah. Even though all of the other ones were sort of very similar. So the other thing about the guy that uh, called the cops was that he said uh, the guy that asked him to rent all of those basements was another FSB agent. Wait, which one did someone announce the bombing had happened three days before it happened? So that was the one in uh, Volgodonsk. Okay. uh, In the parliament, the Duma, uh, a parliamentarian got up and said, I've just heard there's been... Another bombing. This one's in Volgodonsk. That it hadn't been. It didn't happen for another three days. <laughs> he'd gotten. He'd been given the the notes from the, the FSB, but they'd gotten the. He'd gotten them mixed up, and he was <laughs> announcing the wrong one. Uh, Don't mix up your bomb notes. Yeah, that's. I, mean, I think BBC uh, learned that with Tau Seven. He got called out. Jeez, Louise. <laughs> he got called out on it in Parliament. Someone asked us how. How was it that you announced on Monday the bombing that didn't happen until Thursday? Uh, they just cut the mic. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So you Russian. They, yeah, they didn't even <laughs> bother to stop the bombing. Oh, this is going to make us look bad if we go ahead. They just do it. Yeah. Um, We've done all this planning. So, there was a few journalists that were looking at this, right? Yeah. There's do, you want, a, do you want to talk about them? There was journalists. There were... Um, people within the Russian government. Uh, there was Litvinenko, I guess, yep. is the most famous person who called it out. Yep. Uh, he was someone who was like a... He was a government agent who came out and said that uh, the Russian government was behind this. Mm. You'll remember he was also the guy that uh, copped a sneaky dose of polonium in London a few years mm. later. Mm. Uh, two other... So they had a commission into it. And uh, two of the members were assassinated in short, a short time. Um, and then the, one of the lawyers for the commission was arrested and served uh, four years in prison for, serv- for spilling state secrets. Yeah, there was another guy that, that was... That seems quite lenient. Yeah, I think you'd be right? like, shit. I, do, I wonder if he sung like a bird yeah. to what he knew. Or maybe that was a maybe he just got a cushy job and he was on the inside of all along but yeah you'd be relieved you didn't get a poison or a shooting yeah uh, there was another guy called Mikhail Trapashkin who um, was looking into it and uh, they ended up fitting him up on a, on fake gun charges uh, I think also he <laughs> the way that Litvinenko originally originally got involved in it all was Litvinenko was assigned to murder Trapashkin <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's the uh, the Moscow apartment bombings and yeah in the wake of that and the their campaign in Chet- against the Chechens, yeah. uh, he was just massively popular and he blew all of the rivals for the presidency away. Right. Which led to him eventually becoming the president. 
Oh, um, back, back on Lodovenko, sorry, a point that I, I forgot. Uh, two days before he, before his death, uh, he wrote a statement, in case he does not make it, just in case. Yeah. <laughs> and suddenly, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, and there's, there's other stuff with the bombings. I mean, the explosive that was used, besides the fact that they caught two FSB agents placing it in a building. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was only one place that it came from, which was a facility that was guarded by the FSB. Right. There was um, uh, there was a sketch of like a guy, one of the guys that was involved in renting the apartment buildings. Uh, they got this sketch, then it, which looked exactly like a, an FSB guy. Uh, later on, when they went back to look at the sketch, the sketch had changed. They'd swapped it out right. <laughs> to be a different guy. Uh, the, I guess, nineties Russia. Uh, there's a lot of mafia stuff going on. And mm. uh, one of the things that uh, that Trushenko guy had looked at was connections between the FSB and the Chechens mm. where they were like actively collaborating, even though there was supposed to be this, you know, war going on, the FSB were like so corrupt or that was just the way things were that they were, you know, selling them guns and stuff, mm. which they're, then they're using against Russians. It's very, uh, 1984 kind of building up the enemy sure or just like 1994 oh yeah that's fair what was happening yeah <laughs> uh so that kind of helps him in that that war helps him in putin as a strong leader yeah everyone loved him as a result he becomes a president um sort of almost fucks it up in the year 2000 i reckon well the bloody y2k bug had everyone on edge uh in 2000 there was the kursk submarine disaster oh i remember that that was when I, um, uh, what actually happened was that they had this submarine and they were doing, I think, an actual training exercise mm. with a bomb. Mm. Uh, they were doing like a, using a training torpedo and there was something faulty about it went off in the, inside the submarine. Mm. And I believe that this, it sunk the submarine. I don't know if there was, this was like a. Something I don't know all the details whether there was sure. a rescue or if it was just a recovery yeah, yeah. or whatever, but um, Putin did not handle it well. He was like off on the beach while he should have been fucking leading slick. the charge. Yeah, yeah, he was looking too slick. Uh, and I guess this is an example of how Putin, like in the modern day Russian government, there's the, these government conspiracy theories. Uh, the Russian government put out this idea that. Actually, the submarine had been hit by a NATO sub that had rammed it. Right. And that's what had caused it. And they put that out as a big thing hmm. before they eventually, the truth came out that it was this accident. He also, uh, he went in hard on the, the press because I guess the press was going in hard on him. Yeah. It's 2000. They hadn't bought all of the media yet. Yeah. Uh, so he blamed the fact that the, the Navy was unable to, like, charge of the situation on the oligarchs mm. who owned the media so he blamed these media owners for making their navy weak so that they couldn't handle this um just an aside being in a submarine so terrifying <laughs> don't understand how they work it's just this thing that yeah 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 it's basically just a big thing that's waiting to crumble yeah and implode it's just dying to and if it doesn't implode bloody torpedo goes off yeah yeah, at the bottom of the ocean. Well, Putin's on a beach somewhere. What's with the training torpedo being like explosive? 
Should it not have just been a big dummy bit of foam they shot out of the pipes? Mm, I'm no torpedo expert. I don't <laughs> know how these things work. <laughs> so, aren't torpedoes jet pro- like propelled with a little propeller? Yeah. Should it not have just been a? That's how they look in movies. Should it not have just been a big PVC pipe filled with like sand? Yeah. With a rubber band propeller on the other end, and they go fire. Yeah. Thum, and it goes. And they're like, well, that went out the hole, so the real ones will work. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. You want to get on the phone to the torpedo yeah. uh, test people? I want answers. So I'll just I'll read you a quote from Putin when Sorry. he was asked <laughs> by the families of uh, victims why uh, the government had taken so long to get any help from foreign countries. Uh, he said that the media had lied about that. He shouted, they're lying, they're lying, they're lying. Liars, liars, pants on fires. Uh he said they'd better sell their villas on the Mediterranean coast of France or Spain. Then they might have to explain why all this property is registered in false names under a front law firms. Perhaps we would ask them where they got the money. Went in hard. Fake news. Fake news. Fake news before there was fake news. Yeah. Sounds similar to your mate, Robbo. Sounds similar to my mate. What do you mean? Donald Trump. Oh, sure does. Now, if you'll... Allow me the most amazing segue. Mm. People might also ask where Putin gets his money. And there's quite a few theories about Putin's wealth mm-hmm. and how much he has. Uh, according to uh, official Russian uh, numbers, he has earned a wage of $112,000 a year. Uh, he's, got a, mm-hmm. he's got 13 bank accounts. With a combined balance of two hundred and forty-one thousand dollars, <laughs> he, he needs to get a bit of savings plan. Yeah, it it. Well, it's because he's got so many fucking bank accounts; he's not earning any interest. No. Yeah, yeah, spread it too thin. Yeah. You know what he needs? He needs one of those little apps that knocks the like the last few rubles off every yeah. time he buys a coffee. Chucks it into an investment account. Superman three scenario. <laughs> it's not. That's not what the Superman three thing was. I think they're called Superman three apps. Yeah, uh, he owns an 800 square foot apartment in St. Petersburg. Uh, did, you, did you get the iOffice office space app? <laughs> it's not what it is. Uh, 230 shares in the Bank of St. Petersburg, and he owns three cars. I use Android, by the way. So, huh? I use Android, so it wouldn't be an i. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> fair enough. Yep, uh, he's a, a modest man of modest means. Uh, according to other people, uh, according to one Russian political expert. Uh, he's actually worth $40 billion uh, because he effectively controls uh, Sergut Neftegaz, an oil company. Right. Uh, according to the New York Times, the CIA puts his wealth at $40 billion. That's the same number. Um, yeah, it is. Hmm. Fair enough. Anyway, cut that. <laughs> no, it's good. <laughs> Leave it in. <clears throat> Uh, that first guy uh, later on revised his estimate of his wealth up to seventy billion. Woo! And Does he realise he's not bidding against the <laughs> CIA? <laughs> uh, and in 2017, uh, Bill Browder, who is described as a Kremlin critic, put his wealth at two hundred billion dollars. Jesus, which is quite a bloody bit. That's a lot of money. It is. Uh, in the Panama Papers, do you remember mm. those? Yeah. Uh, he doesn't really show up. There is a conspiracy theory that uh, that might be proof that uh, Putin is behind the release of the Panama Papers. Okay. There were Russian hackers involved. Mm. 
uh, you know, sometimes Russian hackers can just do a little hack. They don't have to be Russian government hackers. Yeah. Does the Panama Papers have anything to do with Van Halen? A <laughs> little bit, a little okay. bit. He might have been in there, actually. Yeah, he right. could have been. <laughs> so the Panama Papers was a, was a Mossack Fonseca and Company. It was a law firm in Panama that uh, did a lot of shuffling of money through this tax haven. Right. Yeah, so they think that Putin might have been behind it because he doesn't really feature in them. Mm. Uh, and a lot of his sort of enemies in Europe do. Mm. The America, There's not a lot of Americans in there just because there's other tax havens that Americans use. Yeah. Uh, Putin's not in the Panama Papers, but uh, a guy called Sergei Roldugan is. Uh, he's a lifetime friend of Putin. He's the godfather to Putin's eldest daughter. Mm. And he's a cellist or cellist. Isn't your brother a cellist? No, piano players as a pianist. pianist. Yeah, uh, we could team up though and uh, do a little <clears throat> duetist. Uh, Sergey uh, had moved billions of dollars through this company. Right, uh, just huge amounts of money. He says it was all just uh, donations from like wealthy fans of cello music. Okay, and it was like to help kids buy cellos. <laughs> sure, sure. That's uh, billions of dollars. Uh, I'm assuming every kid in the world has a cello right now. Yeah. So, yeah, a little bit dodgy. I actually don't know what the song Panama is even about. It sounds like it's just about a chick. Panama. Yeah. Panama. Uh, uh. Yeah. If I'd known we were going to be talking about Panama, I would have organised something musical. Did we talk about the Panama Papers at all? We must have in the news. No, it probably Never predated the podcast. Yeah, it predates it significantly, I think. Yeah. So, where are we at? Putin uh, in power, lots of money. He, in 2000, didn't handle something too well. Did he learn from that and start, like, just buying off the media? Yeah, they pretty much, pretty much the entire media is bought and paid for in Russia since there's no, no more annoying questions. Right. I think all three major television stations or all three television stations are... Two of them are completely government-owned. Mm. One of them is like 51% government-owned. Mm. Uh, there's no more hard questions. Do they have like... Uh and cable or anything? What's the cable situation there? It's just satellite a, TV. You get CNN on that, surely. It's just very much all Putin all the time, uh, and a lot of conspiracy theories get pushed through those channels, mm. especially Russia Today, mm. uh, which we've talked about a little bit before. But um, yeah, it's just there's this constant thing, this populist conspiracy theory that the foreign agents are out to stop Russia. So any sort of um, revolution mm. against Russian interests, like in the Ukraine, uh, even the Arab Spring is blamed on you know, the CIA or financiers, uh, it, foreign NGOs often. Is financiers is code word for the Jews? Yes. Okay. Uh, Come on, even I knew that. <laughs> foreign NGOs get like slammed for being... Foreign agents. Right. Uh, there was one funny one I saw where they like, <laughs> they wouldn't let some like a uh, election scrutineering mob into the country because mm. they said that, that, you know, they were CIA or whatever. And then they slammed them again for, 
you know, not coming in to, <laughs> to scrutinise the election. Um, They're like, we're, we're trying to do an open election here. And you guys don't, you won't even bother to come check out how legit we are. Do we want to take a short break and then we can come back and talk about some specific fun little Putin things? I've just got one more. No. So um, there, was a, there was a couple of ones that jumped out at me. The funniest one was that uh, the revolution in the Ukraine or like the conflict in the Ukraine was actually caused by lesbians. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, they were so dinger hungry that it had sort of driven them mad. <laughs> That was something that was broadcast on RT. Classic okay. problem that lesbians have. <laughs> they, yeah. they didn't. They just get dinger mad. <laughs> they didn't refer to it as dinger hungry. <laughs> That's my spin on it. But that was that was basically what they broadcast. Right. Um, there, there has been some pretty horrible things coming out of there about, uh, particularly in Chechnya. Was it Chechnya? Uh, with homosexuals being abducted and murdered. Right. As well. Just to bring it down a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Um, which I don't know how much Putin has involved in that, but it's certainly state things. I just thought I'd not ideal. I'd no. bring up the other most popular conspiracy theory in Russia, which is something called the Dulles Plan. Uh, it is about, uh, I guess it's a it's a text that was written by the director of the CIA, Alan Dulles, uh, in the nineteen forties. And it, uh, it's basically his plan to destroy the Soviet Union. And if I can just read a little bit of it. We shall throw everything we have, all the gold, all the material, might and resources, into making the people into fools and idiots. It is possible to change the human brain, the consciousness of people. After sowing chaos there, we shall imperceptibly replace their values by stealth with false ones and shall force them to believe in these false values. Thus, we shall find like-minded people, our own helpers and allies in Russia itself. Episode by episode, the tragedy will be played out, grandiose in scale of the death of the most intractable people on Earth, of the definitive, irreversible dying out of its self-consciousness. Uh, that was... So that was in the 40s. That was in the 40s. That was Alan Dulles laying out the whole, the whole scheme. Uh, it turned out that that was ripped off pretty much word for word from a book called Eternal Call, uh, where a character, an SS officer, was doing his like evil plan <laughs> speech, uh, and so it's it's basically the same as the protocols right. of the Elders of Zion, right. which was all ripped out of a book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they lay out their evil plan, then you know, a few decades later, they're just doing the same shit. <laughs> also, the same as every poetry assignment I had in high school, they just ripped off lyrics <laughs> and submitted them. They just waited 20, 25, 45 years. To 1985, they could have just let Rocky sort it out when he went to Russia mm. and fought Ivan Drago. Was that 85, that one, though? Yeah. Really? Classic ending of that. If I can change, you can change, we can all change. Yeah. And then bloody Gorbachev gets up and gives them a little clap. Right. Classic movie. Now. All right, so that's Russia. Welcome back. <laughs> so, 
that good? Yeah, I'm done with that bit. It was good though. (laughs) That's Putin. That's Russia. Uh, That's the serious stuff. Yeah. There are a lot of stupid conspiracy theories about Putin though. Uh, You say stupid, but come on. Who's to say he's not a lizard? Yeah. That's fair. Oh. I, I, I guess I do want to acknowledge there are, I, I'm sure there are hundreds of little, very, very serious ones that we could probably dive into each individually. This mm. is very top level Putin stuff. Yeah. Uh, if anyone's going, why didn't you talk about whatever? Maybe mm. we will one day. Yeah. At us for your, with your favourite Putins. Well, when the, the Moscow bombing thing was being put to him, he says that we couldn't have done that because the FSB is too moral. That sort of thing. <laughs> now, that's clearly not true. Yeah. But imagine how much worse it would be if he was a bloody vampire as well, on so, top of all this. I'm assuming you're going to give us evidence to show that he is. Oh, it's just one of those classic Keanu Reeves old photos that look like someone things. Yep. People have. I was like the, the soldier in the 20s and the soldier uh, in the 40s and stuff. But those are daylight photos, though. So. Yeah, I know. These people haven't thought it through. Okay. Uh, Daywalkers, come on. Yeah, no, fair, fair, fair. So there's a, a bunch of these with Putin. Even uh, the Mona Lisa. Yep. People yeah. say, oh, yep, there's Putin. People theorise that, yeah, he's he appears in history whenever Russia needs help. It's just because he's got that little smirk. Yeah. 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 Bloody wry little um, Mona Lisa smile. I was watching a video. Wouldn't be quite as uh, effective saying if you said he's, oh, look at her, she's got one of those bloody little Vladimir Putin smiles. <laughs> Um, I was watching a video on the YouTube. You guys might have heard of this one. YouTube, um, yeah. Yep. I go there quite often. I had to stall when I still couldn't find it. Mostly music videos and building thing tutorials. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. Basketball highlights for me. Yeah. I fucking love a basketball highlights clip. Uh, Watched a bunch of animal attacks the other night. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> fucking psycho. Uh, so he popped up in the Civil War in 1920. There's a yeah. photo of someone. World War Two, 1941. There's a pilot that looks just like him. Is it a Russian pilot? Yep. Uh, and then was wait, what Civil War? The the Russian Revolution. I'm assuming. Okay. Um, then there's a picture of him with Stalin, which is hilariously bad. It's not like it's the most photoshopped thing you've ever seen. Right. Uh, and then there's footage of um, in 1998. This is when Russia needed someone a leader most. Uh, there's footage of this, um, and I don't know where this footage comes from. Someone's filming, like, f- uh, filming allegedly a cryogenics lab, <laughs> and there's a um, A120, which has some significance to, to Putin. I can't remember what, but that's that's apparently his number, right. and it's being defrosted. It's being wheeled out to be defrosted in 1998 when he starts... Uh, they need him to kick things off. Right. The old demolition man scenario. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. <laughs> Never mind that he was, yeah, you know, he was already, he was around in nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they use kind of his obfuscated history to like say, oh, we don't really really know where he comes from. Yeah. He just gets wheeled out and defrosted yeah. every time so they, they freeze him, him put yeah. him back. Um, it is funny though, like his roles are just a random dude in the twenties, a random pilot, oh, and then the president. Yeah, like. Mm. That's when they really needed someone. Yeah, and, and posing in a, in a famous portrait. Yeah. Yeah. We needed to unfreeze someone to put in some dodgy orders for guns and shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I also got some Gog and Magog gear. Yeah, please do share with us your Gog and Magog gear. Look, I'm not going to lie. I came back and read it back later on, and I was like, I don't know what I was trying to get at. 
there's a big chunk on it, I think maybe on a few sites about it. And apparently he's one of them. It was very confusing. Have you got have you got all the place names written down there? Yep. So no, it doesn't make any sense what I wrote. Down. Why, why don't you read out what you've written down? This is probably just copied from Wikipedia or someone similar. Yeah. Uh, Meshish is named with Tabul and Rosh in certain translations as principalities of Gog and Gog, Prince of Magog. N is equal 38.2 and 39.1 uh, and is considered a Japhetite tribe identified by Flavius Josephus with the Cappadocian Moshinai. Robo, I've got to. I should have given this context when I wrote it down. I've got to say, mate, you didn't write down anything that's particularly helpful there. No. What have you got? Well, just from what you said, I'm, I remember that Mashish is supposed to be Moscow. Yeah, right. And I think Russia is supposed to be for Russia. Yeah. Uh, and the idea is that uh, Putin is Gog, that he will rule over this area. And I think the idea is that uh, the Russian Empire will return mm. and all of the you know these former Soviet states will be reunited with it. We discussed this in the Gog and Magog episode as well, didn't we? Yeah. I should have just referred to my notes from that. You should have. Just a random Wikipedia thing I copied two, two weeks ago full of words that I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a, just a thought for next yeah, time. Yeah. Listeners, there's a little peek behind the curtain of my research right there. Um, I also read this enlightening... Uh, prevent itself as news. I don't think it was really news um, about Putin. And it said... Uh, this is about the conspiracy theories around him and about, you know, he's throughout history... Um, there are always rumours and gossips on the, those famous celebrities, leaders, rich and famous. Most people enjoy or like to read about all these gossips and rumours. Why is this so? This is to create more topics for discussions, news as a way to distract people from daily lives. Vladimir, Vladimir Putin, the Russian leader, is always on a limelight for gossips and rumours. Uh, there are many rumours that Vladimir Putin is immortal. Uh, there's a theory that he is an alien in disguise as a human. And that's shown in the photo from 1920, uh, the Mona Lisa. Are these photos, are these photos being edited, or it, or it is a coincidence of such similarities? Vladimir Putin has not given acknowledgement or comments on this, though there are many such gossips being directed to him. Whew. So there you go. That's some uh, enlightening stuff I found on that one. Yeah. Why would he address it? A, he'd either want to be hiding it. Yeah. Or B, if he comes out and denies it, everyone would go, that's what he would do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what Mona Lisa would say. Yeah. I um, watched a video. I was, went to the old YouTube well of trying to just find videos of like his hologram slipping and his lizard <laughs> eyes coming out. Because yeah. I haven't looked at any of those videos for a while. And there was one, and this guy's like, look, you know, he's, his eyes change color suddenly. And he flips it back and forth. And it's like, yeah, fair enough. In the footage, it does look very much like they go from pale blue to very dark. But then the guy makes a comment, which I don't think I'd come across these guys saying before, which was, he goes, well, you know, we have, uh, everyone has like a reptilian part of their brain. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Yep. That's what they say. Mm-hmm. He goes, pull out any photo of yourself and look at it. Everyone has one slit reptile eye. <laughs> everyone. <laughs> everyone. He goes, we're all a certain cast of lizard people. Everyone. Give us a little peek at your papers there, son. Oh yeah, what, what's which eye is it of his? My eyesight's not good enough to really see. I also have quite dark eyes. Yeah, yeah. I can't no, see my pupils. I, I, I can't see anything about them. Can you see my pupils? 
Yep. Round. Round. Yeah. Round. To Randy's. Round. 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 Yep. Yeah. Definitely round. Yeah. Oh, no, a gang of not lizards. Unless there's only a thing that comes up in photos, but I don't know. I feel like I would have noticed it before if in anyone's photos. Yeah. Also, I like as you bring up a photo of yourself. Yeah. Like it's a photo of anyone. Yeah, <laughs> like, no. Just, sure, just surely everyone, you can see it of anyone if everyone's got it. If anyone out there who listens has a photo of themselves where it looks like they have a lizard eye. And they're not wearing lizard eye contacts. Yeah, at us. Send us it on Twitter. Yeah. We would love to see it. Yeah. Shows your bloody shows beneath your holograms. Yeah, <laughs> that's the new sleazy line of the year. Um, did you guys come across the one where he, he famously dived for ancient artifacts? <laughs> no, uh, this is this is probably one of my favourite Putin things. Is this placing him as a Nicolas Cage style character? Kind of. Um, he remarkably discovered two ancient Greek urns on the floor of the Black Sea during a scuba diving ex- exhibition, right. which I think was filmed. Um, so there's video footage, and I think maybe the media were there to see him diving for some reason. Right. Because he'll probably have his top off. Yeah. Uh, in the footage of the dive, Putin holds two fragments of what are said to be 6th century amphora. Uh, he says, the boys and I found them, and they were found in about six feet of clear water. <laughs> uh, the Later on, the official spokesperson for the government quietly came out and said, yeah, no, that it's not true. Right. But it was never meant to be true. We were just kind of highlighting the good things that the scientists that actually found them had been doing. Right. Yeah. Uh, Which, you know, when you found some ancient vases, yeah. the first thing you'd do is chuck them back in, back in the ocean and film yeah. someone doing it. <laughs> um, there's the footage of it, like, he's just so chuffed with his fucking yeah. dive suit and these bloody fragments of things. I actually love the idea of it being like, oh, scientists found this artifact. And then Putin grabs it and goes, I found this artifact. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's just like, yes, you did. <laughs> um, I also looked into his judo skills. Oh, here we go. He's a judo truther. Yeah. Well, I used to, I used to do a bit of judo in my younger days. Oh, yeah. I could uh, do a Tomiyagi. Right. Yeah, probably. That's a word that I remember at least. Do you reckon you could take us? Uh, yeah, probably. You could do a flip. Do you reckon you could hip flip both of us? We're not hit flip, but I wouldn't be going for a hit flip. Maybe I would be. I'm not going to tell you my secrets. Um, so he was actually reasonably good at judo in his younger days. Right. Um, like, I think kind of a regional champion. But basically hasn't ever done anything. Didn't go to nationals. Um, didn't go to nationals. Didn't make it to state. <laughs> um, there videos of him doing judo? Yeah, there's videos, but it's always like kind of sparring. Oh, yeah. So it's like... And like in the sparring, you see these proper judokas doing their proper sparring in the background and he's just kind of pushing someone around yeah. right. someone who's fully aware that yeah yeah <laughs> they've got a one-way ticket to Siberia in their future um, <laughs> but one lady uh, did throw him seriously uh, I think she was a bronze medalist in the Olympics and uh, apparently the uh, the government tried to cover up photos of the session uh, so you'll never see photos of her throwing him on the mat yeah. um, but then someone else says who um, is a former Vladimir Putin's former sports mentor? Um, his name's Anatoly Raklin or Rashlin. Uh, in judo, there are people who have more developed either right side, either right or the left side. He had both sides absolutely equally developed, <laughs> indicating that his left and right brain were equally functioning. This really happens. Perhaps the reason he was unpredictable and on the strength of that often won a battle with much heavier and stronger partners. There was no evidence for this at all. Yeah. Um, so is that such a wonder that P- 
people with only half brain hardly active like Clinton and Obama is in such fear of him that they completely lose it and call him names like that poor aforementioned beaten kid I didn't copy the bit about the beaten kid so I don't know what that's referring to <laughs> uh, so his yeah, sports mentor says he's just got fucking he's pinging yeah, he's he gets per- on the mat and he's pinging Whoa. perfect brain specimen um, slide aside there's a good video that went up today uh, or a couple of weeks ago when we re- when this goes out uh, from Vic Berger Vic Berger yeah of um, Steven Seagal doing like exhibition martial arts tournaments and he's just not really doing anything he's just like loping around looking bored and people are running at him and he puts an arm out and they just throw themselves there's <laughs> <laughs> like two girls in the background just pissing themselves <laughs> and everyone else is trying to look serious it's very funny look it up what else you got in Putin that's about it I think I did I did have one other thing I was going to mention at some point I actually I meant to say that I wasn't going to refer to this guy but I did the guy that uh, said that Putin might be behind the Panama Papers was a guy called Clifford Gaddy uh, and when I saw his name, I was like, well, I feel like I've seen that before. It's because I got bloody Barter Meinhoft by the LaRouche people right. the other day. Clifford Gaddy was one of LaRouche's people in Sweden. The, the like, war deserters that we mentioned in yep, the, the yep, Patreon yep. episode a few weeks ago. Uh, he, like, went full LaRouche, but then later on he went, like, he became this Russia expert. Right. I was like, I don't know. I don't know Clifford Gaddy. But anyway... There are also rumours that uh, Pussy Riot are um, part of the Russian like a conspiracy, the controlled opposition. Mm. Um, but I did a little looking at Pussy Riot and where they came from. Uh, so there was a already an art collective called Voina. So Pussy Riot, is, you know, everyone thinks of them as the three or four in that band that got yeah. arrested, but they're kind of a greater collective. Um, so they came out of another collective called Voina, which means war. Um, but it was a male and female group and so they had this plan to bust the buzz where they would uh, go to police officers in this case I'm assuming they're the buzz and bust them which means kiss them Um, so like they go along and start to you know compliment the officers and start to be their friend and then just lean in for a little little kiss little make out little smooch none of the blokes uh, wanted to do it though in the in the art clip they're like nah nah not gonna kiss a cop so pussy riot uh, formed out of that, ditch the blokes, become Pussy Riot, and become one of the most prominent political things in the world. So, but you're saying you've seen the conspiracy theory that they're, they're part of like a fake opposition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so, there was also a lot of conspiracy theory put out by the Russian state that they were, again, you know, fifth columnists. They yeah. were outside forces were told them to go and do their little punk song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of them was on that. House of Cards right. and I had like a cameo on it which I thought was kind of weird mm. pre obviously pre pre-cancellation otherwise you wouldn't yeah, be yeah, watching yeah. Mm. well no because then once he was cancelled went into her one uh, but no pre pre Kevin Spacey cancellation mm. also in the music realm mm. I think Skyhooks should get together with a new singer obviously mm. uh, respect rest in peace who was that? Shirley Strawn. Okay. Died in a helicopter accident. Hmm. And update the song Jukebox in Siberia. Add in a little Putin verse. Okay. Because <laughs> um, it was written in like 1990. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot they could add into it. Yeah. Kind of. The lyrics are trash, this. 
I remember when I was at Sol, was like, oh, I'll do a little jukebox in Siberia, but oh, come on, Skyhawks. Come on, Skyhawks. <laughs> what do you mean they're trash? Are they... Oh, it's just like, in the land of the midnight sun, Rasputin's having so much fun. Troxy, Marx and Lennon too, they're all drinking at the bar. Khrushchev, he's there looking cool. Mikhail and Brezhnev, shooting pool. Fucking hell. Ivan's up from Gorky Park to hang out with the Tsar. <laughs> They've just like taken a whole bunch of Russian people, just- famous Russian names, and slammed them into a bar <laughs> scene. Um, I remember when that song would come on the radio when I was a youngster. For some reason, the radio show that I listened to would play it every now and then. Yeah. Oh, it made me so mad. <laughs> it's such a terrible song. <laughs> uh, so, final Putin thoughts? Mm. I am... Um, I don't know. I got, I got a apartment yeah. bombing pilled. Okay. Researching for this. Uh, although, I think I, I was already sort of aware of it. I was ready to be pilled on mm. that one. As in... Not you. Th- you th- agree that that was a conspiracy? Yeah, I think I think I think the, the FSB government. did it. Yeah, uh, I mean it's one of those things where people just say. The thing is, it's one of those things where, like nine eleven, you could say, all right, maybe Bush didn't do it, but he took advantage of it. Mm. Mm. Uh, I think the FSB definitely did it. Mm. Uh, the I think the argument that people make is that there's no way they would have done it without the go ahead mm. from Putin. And he definitely massively profited from it, mm. uh, perhaps to the tune of $200 billion. Uh, but reading about Putin and like his early years as just like a, a spivvy <laughs> public servant, uh, I was like, I wonder if this is why he and Trump get on so well. Because he just sort of sees a, another con man. Yeah. Mm. I think, I mean, Trump kind of wants to be like him. Trump's being conned by him. Mm. Trump's got a little crush on him, um, like he does all authoritarian leaders. Um, it's like if you're Putin and you're looking at, even though you know Clinton was not that clean either. Uh, but if you look at the two of them, you're like, well, this guy is basically the same as me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And also, you would want him in power rather than because he was going to lift sanctions and he he had wanted to. And he was still doing deals with Moscow to get Trump Tower going while he was president. Here we go. We're not talking about that stuff today. Well, man. it's related to Putin. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's related to Putin. Here we go. And that's all come out in the bloody... It's probably more has come out since recording. So... What if everything's come out that just completely puts him in the clear? I'm confident in my initial assessment years ago when this started happening, a year or so ago when we started talking about it, that I was right. Mm-hmm. Little Ooh. little fun Russian thing yeah. that has been in my life for a few years. Mm. A long He's time. Got ago. Shot of vodka. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> long time ago, I bought this camera lens called a Jupiter Nine. I think it is or Jupiter Eight. I think it's Jupiter Nine, and it's a Carl Zeiss, the German lens making place, used to make this lens called the Contax. I think it was, mm. and they that lens factory got annexed by Russia during the war they like took it over and after the war as part of like war reparations Russia was given all the stuff in the lens factory right that was German the Carl's Ice factory and then Russia just started pumping out like really cheap versions of this lens that was <laughs> super super expensive and elite that the Germans used to make and I have one of those Russian copies ah. it's really cool there you go just a little bit of trivia 
It's good to know. I think I looked at a Russian lens once. When I was looking good. at old cameras. It's good. I'll show you afterwards. It smells like tank grease. So hardcore. That is, made. A, that is a fucking selling point. It is a tank. <laughs> well, where can they find us online? Uh, you can find us at patreon.com slash hypothepod for special bonus eps every week. You get a good one. Yeah. It's like we record our normal app and it's like, yeah, that was fun. That was a really good one. And then we record this extra one for Patreon. And that, a lot of the time we go, that was that's where the gold was. A little bit looser. A bit looser. A little bit free spirited. It's yeah. just, just us at our best, I think. Yeah. Uh, you can also get badges and uh, pins and things. And thank you to Tammy, our cooked $33 sponsor. Thanks, Tammy. Thanks, Tammy. Where can I find you, Robbo? You can get me at aleofatime.com. Uh, uh, I think I'm doing some events for Good Beer Week, which is probably on the released by the time this comes out. So check out goodbeerweek.com. If you punch in Luke Roberts and my little event will come up. Uh, you can eat some oysters and taste some beer while I talk about it. Cool. Sounds Entirely unappealing. Yeah, I do not want to be doing that. What the fuck? Why do you like oysters and beer? Oh, I like oysters and beer. It's just the Robo part of it. The company. I don't like oysters, though. I'm bloody informative. Um, you, would believe, you wouldn't believe how much information I get across. In these oh, fucking how much for this event is you fucking going on about the steaks? Vibrancy. Leather bag. What is it? Leather bag steaks? Carpet bag steaks. Carpet bag steaks. Here's the thing, right? Let's go. Okay, let's make a ste- take a steak, right? Yeah. Let's yeah. just make it shit. By cutting it up and stuffing some fucking soggy snot seafood in it, right? And then, look, this is gross. How can we make it more appealing? We should give it a really appealing name. Carpet, Carpet bag. bag. Carpet bag. It's like, fucking nailed it. Uh, you can give that man a promotion. You can get my Carpet Bag Steak news at Carpet Bag in Melbourne. Or I update on all the Carpet Bag Steaks happening in Melbourne, of which there is one, and you don't want it. Where is it? It's a strip club. It's not a strip club. It's at a, <laughs> a gentleman's a club. Gentleman's restaurant with lingerie of lingerie uh, waitresses. Yep. All the reviews are just fucking rubbish. Blokes are like, oh yeah, ask for the ask for the wine above you above your table on the shelf. Get a good show. <laughs> oh yeah, good to have a proper gentleman's place in Melbourne. Oh, it's just uh, fucking disgusting. So I've never been there. He's been there. Salty, where can I find you besides uh, at the Bloody Gentleman's Restaurant? Yeah, eating a bloody carpet bag. It's gross. <laughs> uh, you can get me at Salt Marsh on Instagram for artwork and stuff. Andrew Salt Marsh Illustration on Facebook. Check out Toe Hider on Patreon. I can probably find you if they're around Stonehenge. Just pop in and... Yeah, if this comes out around the time I'm there, so maybe I'm down there. You can find me at Sex and Homer on Twitter. Gather around me on Facebook and iTunes for me other potty. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Don't worry about a thing. Except if all our world leaders are alien reptilians. I said don't worry about a thing. Except maybe the fluoride in our water supply contains mind-altering drugs. About a thing Except whether or not Port Arthur was a false flag operation In which to disarm Australia I said don't worry About a thing I accept You can definitely hear John Lennon say I buried Paul at the end of Strawberry Fields forever Don't worry About a thing 
except not only did Bush do 9-11, but he also keeps the planes out in Area 51, which let's not forget where all the aliens are. Don't worry about a thing, except Donald Trump is clearly a woman and you're just blind if you can't see them. Why don't you open your eyes?